Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Still Waiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie C., back at you again with another week and right after a Buffalo Bills victory over the Chiefs. I'm just getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys to face the Eagles, and I hope the Eagles absolutely crush the Cowboys' dreams so I don't have to hear my dad and uncle brag about how this is their year now. Because the first week this of this football season, I swear to God, they were like, fuck the Cowboys. They, they're nothing but a letdown. They suck. Like, I can't believe I'm still, like, associated with this team, blah, blah, blah. Then Cooper Rush comes in and, like, saves the day. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, man, I fucking love the Cowboys. I knew it was our year. I had faith in Cooper Rush all along. It's ridiculous. But the typical bandwagoner football fan is my family. Um... But yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy week. I don't know if you guys could tell, but my voice is a little shot today. I don't know why. I hope I am not getting sick because my son has actually been coughing quite a bit as of late. But right now I feel like I have a little chest congestion and I feel like my voice is like squeaky a little bit. I feel like it's it's going again. I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks ago when I thought I was I thought I was just losing my voice. And then the very, like, next day, or if not later on that day, I started feeling like absolute dog shit. I had to cut that episode early. I remember it was, I remember that. I forgot which episode it was. It was about a month ago. But right now I'm feeling fine. But it just, now that I, now that I feel like my voice is shut, I'm like, oh, shit, am I getting sick? Is it COVID? No, because COVID's for fucking pussies, Okay. And those of you that still believe in wearing masks, it are retarded. Actually, speaking of that, I think my girlfriend's starting to question people with masks still. And she's not like that. She was all for, like, you know, people getting vaccinated, people making sure everybody else around them is safe. But uh, she, we were at Costco earlier getting gas, and... Uh, my girlfriend, she's the typical woman, will people watch and will judge. Um, but no, we were actually leaving the gas station and, oh, shut up, neighbors. Um, we were, I hope you guys can't hear them. All of a sudden, they're just like yelling at each other. But we were leaving the gas station, right? And God damn it, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? Like right now? Really? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, we were leaving the gas station and my girlfriend spots a lady like with a empty Shopco cart, but it looks like she's like walking towards her car with an empty Shopco cart. We don't, not thinking anything of it, but she notices that she's carrying a mask, like she's going to wear it inside, but she's also smoking a cigarette. So it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, what Do you call that ironic? Yeah, I think that'd be irony. Like. Yeah, you fucking mask mandate junkies are concerned about health, but are smoking a cigarette. Um, but it's just ridiculous. Um, I'm not good with calling irony out, to be honest. I'm, I'm like, was that part of English class? I'm pretty sure that was part of English class. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't a scholar by any means, guys. Um, but yeah, but my voice feels very, very shot and I don't know why I all of a sudden thought of COVID and then masks and crying about a lady smoking a cigarette with a mask. Um, but no, it's been a, sorry, there goes my squeak. It's been a nice, relaxing week. My boy, my, 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 my kid, my absolute angel of a son just turned six years old today. And it was actually weird. Like I was thinking about, it, I was like, yeah, the day he was born was a Sunday. The night he was born was a Sunday night. So like six years ago, actually six years ago at this time, I we still didn't know if he was coming. Like we didn't know if he when he was coming. It was like any day, any minute. But like maybe around six or seven o'clock at night is when we got the phone call. Maybe eight, and I was kind of bummed because i was like oh no he's not like really i wanted a halloween baby like i was just like and then football was on so and i also i mean i sound like a cold-hearted asshole when i'm talking like this but 
I had my doubts. I really did because I just thought it like given the situation we were getting ourselves into with him, like I just wasn't sure he was going to be ours. There was like, we were told like there's red flags in this situation. You can't like, and yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't want to get into that story, but long story short, we won, we got him and he's made my life. Like he's made it easier to live, even though there have been days where it's just like how, how I feel like I'm failing him as a father. And like those, those days just came like, like, like every other parent. The thing is every other parent experiences those feelings. I, I'm finding that out as I, as he gets older, as I get older, like most parents don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just wing it and figure it the fuck out. You know, they kind of mold and shape the kid the way they want to, but you know, the house have to understand that they have their own personality too. And it's just, it's a learning experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world. He's my amazing, he's such an amazing kid and he just makes me laugh every fucking day. But we had his birthday party at his mom's house yesterday and oh boy, I I thought, I thought it was going to be weird because I was like, Hey, I'm bringing my girlfriend. Is that cool? And my ex-wife, I don't know if she's just putting on a face or whatever, but you know, I have my, I have my thought, my doubts about her as a person, you know, because you know, I was just bitching about her a few weeks ago for the longest time on like three or four episodes. But, uh, <laughs> um, but she's like, yeah, it's totally cool. It's totally fine. I'm like, okay. And no, I mean, it was fine. There was no, we were, we were civil laughing and, I was laughing with my ex, my ex in laws, and my they my my girlfriend. You know she she's just gauging people. Like she's just kind of like she's not she's not really talking. She'll she'll say a few things here and there, but she's just like seeing how everybody is, and uh, just we had a good old time. I, my kid was having the best time. He got a nice little cake. Uh, <laughs> it was funny though because it was like he was acting like the host of the party. I'm like, dude, you're the birthday boy. You're not supposed to be doing anything. Like you don't have to get us these things. You can just go have fun, go make sure you're having fun. And I was like, man, he's just being a selfless kid. And it's so fucking cute. Um, but no, it's, I had an amazing day at his, at the, at his birthday party with him. had an amazing night with him. Had an amazing day today with him. Well, you know, my my girlfriend did a very sweet gesture. She took us out and took him for a birthday lunch at Red Robin, and yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, Red Robins, they really like. I feel like Red Robins has become like I don't know if they're becoming the next Denny's or if they've been the next Denny's because. Uh, our food was lukewarm, very lukewarm. Uh, I will give them kudos on this. They sat us on the quiet side of the restaurant. You know, Red Robins is known for just being a loud restaurant, obnoxious customers, obnoxious workers with their happy birthday songs. And they could have sat us on that side. I wouldn't have been surprised, but they sat us in an area where it was just like, us and one other table and we're like oh thank god but we still celebrated my son's birthday the meeting we had like five or six employees come and do their little clap dance and sing a happy happy birthday he's about to i don't know what the fuck the song is i don't listen to the words i just look at my kid and he looked it was funny because like he was excited for what was to come but then when it actually happened, it's like he shut down and it's like was like almost embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, well, there's plenty more where that came from, man. Ah, there's plenty more where that came from, man, because I've had my fair share of surprises at restaurants, and it gets more embarrassing with each year. So um, it's just it was really really funny to see him kind of like oh, so I I'm part I'm the spotlight's on me now. This kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, biggest complaint overall, food was lukewarm. It was mediocre at best. 
Uh, I mean, nothing to sit there and brag like, hey, we had Red Robins for lunch today. Ooh, what'd you have there? The steak, the the beef Wellington or the filet mignon? No, you just have burgers and fries. That's it. Um, so maybe it is like the next Denny's or it's, it always has been. I just never noticed. Um, sorry. Just had to make sure I had a drink before my voice completely goes away. Um, but no, it's been a great weekend with my kid's birthday and it's just, uh, it's so crazy to be at this stage in my life and, you know, I mean, I, I told you guys a really sentimental story, but the night he was born the other day, the, the other week, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it's just amazing to see him grow from that little five pound baby, that little just infant newborn, I guess. Yeah. And just see him become a total nutcase with the, the, the brightest personality and the biggest heart. I mean, he, he amazes me every fucking day with like when we, like he pulled me and my girlfriend to his room yesterday while the party was going on. He's like, Hey, like, come in here. And he like showed me his cats and his fish that he has at home with his mom. And I was like, Oh, they're, they're cute cats. And then he was telling me the story about his last cat, which got, which died because it got like ran over, like escaped outside and got ran over. And then he just like started getting sad. I'm like, buddy, it's okay. Like that cat's in heaven now. Like, you should try, you should know that that cat's happy now. Like he's fine. And he's like, yeah, I just miss him so much. I'm like, buddy, like that, that makes me feel good that you actually have a heart and you care so much. Like that makes me feel good as a dad. And then it's just like, it brained his spirits up. I'm like, it's okay. Like at least you have your kittens. Now you have your animals, just be happy. And you know, just know that everything's okay with, the the people or the or the pets that are gone from us now um and he and then he just like he, he got it he got over it pretty quick which i was very very happy about um but yeah what a what a weekend with him and what a week it has been for fucking music uh what a transition right go from my son hey that just tells you my son's more important than music. But music was a fucking... It's been an insane week with music. And I know you guys are probably going to start tuning out because I talk so much about a certain band and that I've been talking about probably since like May. Um, but I'm not going to talk about them just yet. I'm going to talk about my girlfriend's first metal concert. I was very, very proud of her. Like... I told you, I think last week that Alicia gave us some tickets to go see Lama God, Kill Switch Engage, Spirit Box, and Fit for an Autopsy at the Moda Center. Um, and my girlfriend decided to fill in that that void, and I very very like I was I was happy that she was wanted to check this out. Um, I will say. Like I, I think I think the crowd kind of blew her mind a little bit. Although, one certain group kind of annoyed her, and they were they were annoying me. I was making fun of this group because, of course, of course, out of like a five thousand seater of a show, they would sit these people behind us. For, because first off, our tickets got upgraded. We had nosebleeds because they we got those on a deal. We got nosebleeds, and then I guess they didn't sell enough tickets. So they were just like, hey, we're upgrading your seats. Go get new tickets at the security table over there. Like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like, we noticed that these people were in front of us crying and complaining about something. And they were really fucking annoying. And, of course, of fucking course, when we get upgraded, those people are seated right behind us. So, of course, like, those people kind of put a sour taste in my girlfriend's and my mouth. Like... I did like a letter and they're like, hey, not all metal fans are that retarded. I'll, I'll tell you that. But there are a few. <laughs> and uh, so, like, they, we got our upgrades. It was really, really sweet. To, we got a good seat. Um, and then, but then, oh, my girlfriend was like, wow, everybody's like really nice here, though. Like, there are, like, I was like, yeah, babe, like, metal, metal heads aren't like, pissed off all the time we're actually very very happy and nice people it's just we like we like having an outlet 
and then that this kind of music is our outlet and you know she was kind of surprised by that and she like I was like, don't worry, you'll like a couple bands. I think I told her, I was like, I think you'll like Spirit Box and Kill Switch Engage. And once Fit for an Autopsy was done, like they were good. They had they put on a good show for the, you know, being the first band up. You know, you don't ever expect much out of the openers. So they get done, and then Spirit Box hits the stage. And I was like excited to see Spirit Box because I think Courtney LaPlante. I, I always forget what how to say her last name, but she has got such a gorgeous singing voice, and it's amazing that she can scream the way she does too. Because she can hang with the guys when it comes to screaming, you know, the metal style, the raw. Um, she 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 blows my mind. But what sucked about their performance was like the the instruments were overpowering her vocals. Like, you could barely hear her on the mic when she was singing sometimes. And, I mean, it was a good performance otherwise, but my girlfriend was like, yeah, they were okay. It's just um, I could barely hear her. So I think I might like them, but I just I need to hear more of her than the instruments. I'm like, I, I totally get that. Um, and then Kiss, which took the stage. And I got to say I was more surprised – by my actions because <laughs> I was excited to see Lamb of God and Kill Switch t- together. I was like, man, I, I never thought I would see this show in my life because I was always jealous of the being in my early 20s and hearing about the tours they would go on together. I'm like, man, seeing Lamb of God and Kill Switch engage today would never happen like because those are like two iconic bands in the hardcore metal scene or the metalcore scene. And then it happened. They they went on tour again, and we got to go. We finally got to see this tour. But I was like amazed. Like I, uh, how many um how many lyrics I knew of Kill Switch Engages because I haven't listened to them in a long time. Because I think my problem, not my problem, because I, I love Kill Switch Engage. I love them. They're an amazing band, but. I, they kind of, they didn't dampen my mood that night, I'll tell you that. But I think what makes me, uh, uh, something about them that bothers me, it reminds me of my ex-wife. Because it, they were one of her favorite bands. And, but I didn't care. Like, as soon as they hit the stage, I was fucking just like singing every fucking song almost. Like, I, there were some, some songs where I was like, oh, I don't remember how, to, I don't remember the lyrics to this song. But I was like singing it. The, the guy, the guy and the girl next to us, my girlfriend and I were like, dude, you were fu-. They They called me a legend. <laughs> it cracked me up. They're like, dude, you rocked man. I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys could hear me. And they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> like you were like singing really, really good. I was like, oh man, that's embarrassing. But I was just into it. Whenever, like that's the thing. Metal just takes over. And you know, the spirit's, just take over and I don't know what I'm doing half the time so like I'm like singing every almost every kill switch song they even sang holy diver come on from Dio the Dio cover that they they made and they sang this fire which was CM Punk's old intro music angel you'll know what I'm talking about um they sang my curse they sang end of heartache they sang what else Rose of Sharon, Strength of the Mind, uh, The Signal Fire. It, it was just banger after banger after banger, and it was incredible. So I had so much fun with Kill Switch Engage, and my girlfriend, as soon as their show was over, was like, yeah, I like them. They're really, really good. And I didn't tell her about my ex-wife like, liking them so much. I was just like, I did mention a little something. I was like, I'd be, I'm kind of surprised April didn't ask me to – uh, take Jordan tonight because I thought she would know about this show and try to take, uh, get a, a night away and see the show. But I would have told her no, because I'm here. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, uh, kill switch just tore it up. And then lamb of God as like halfway through lamb of God, I had to take a breather. I had to sit because like, 
my head is killing me. My head is screaming at me because I'm like screaming every song and, or nearly every song. I fucking was like, oh man. And, and then the end of the night, I was like, man, it's one of those headaches that's turning into nausea. I just couldn't fight it. I was like, good Lord. Like, why, why am I making an ass of myself in front of my girlfriend? But she was like, by the end of the night, she's like, I love seeing you have fun. That, she's like, that was the reason I was having fun is because you, you had so much fun. And I told her, I was like, I owe you though. Like you need to take me to like a Taylor Swift concert. She's like, no, I'll take you to like a country show. I'm like, you think you're going to torture me with a country show? I've been to a country show and I'm a huge fan of country shows because the eye candy, <laughs> I told her, I told her that straight up. I mean, she just rolled her eyes. I'm like, like, that's not torture. Like you might be torturing my ears, but, uh, the eye candy that, that, whew, Country shows are the best. Like, I love metal shows, but I will fucking go crazy at a country show because I'm like, I fucking everything that's walking by. <laughs> uh, typical guy shit. Um, you know, that's just what us guys do. It's, it's horrible. We're horrible human beings. Um, but no, that was just an amazing, amazing show. And I just, it's something I needed. I've needed a, a show. I miss going to metal shows as much as I d used to. But, you know, that's just life. We're getting older. I'm, I'm a parent. I have to be responsible and all that bullshit. <laughs> but um, before I get into you know what or you know who, uh, another band surprised me this week. I don't know if I mentioned – like I've, I know I've mentioned them before because I have a tattoo of them on my forearm – but uh, Make Them Suffer kind of came out of the woodworks. They've been under some, uh, they've been under, I don't know what to say. Like they've been, they've been unheard of in the last couple of years. Pretty much since COVID took over, they had just released a new album. Then COVID happened and really just fucked everything. And then once things started getting back, you know they're from Australia. They're they what used to be a deathcore band. Now they're just kind of more metalcore. Um, but uh, at once things were kind of coming back and things were opening again and shows were starting to happen again, then their keyboardist, their very gorgeous keyboardist, got into some scandalous shit, and she had to be removed from the band, which sucked because I mean she had a very very beautiful voice too when she'd be singing she'd be the clean vocalist for make them suffer and she had she had amazing an amazing talent with uh with the keyboard too but uh all of a sudden they were promoting earlier in the week that they were going to be releasing a new single uh on friday and they came out and then they showed their lineup now before the video came out and i was like wow their new keyboardist is Drop Dead Gorgeous too, And then I started doing some deep dives on her because I guess she was a lead singer of another band called Drown This City. And I was like, wow, she's very, very pretty. And she's going to be playing keyboards and doing the claims for Make Them Suffer now, huh? Okay, well, Make some make Them Suffer released a video on Friday and the single. Or was it on Thursday? Because they're from Australia. It probably came out on Thursday. <coughs> Sorry. But... Oh, shut the fuck up. Keep your politics out of my football, you assholes. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, Make Them Suffer released their single called Doom Switch, one word, and it's incredible. It's so fucking good. I haven't been this excited for Make Them Suffer in like six, seven years, to be honest. But basically when Buka or Buka, whatever you want to call her, joined the band and they released a song called fireworks i was like man like she's gorgeous they have a great she's got a great voice and make them suffer is just uh, an amazing band i like i haven't been this excited since then um now that alex is part of the group she, and she doesn't just do cleans she does backup screams too and i'm like Oh man, now you're just adding another element to the game with them. Oh my god, like this is just gonna be this is gonna be golden stuff. I, I I expect nothing but big things for that band. So 
yeah, now make them suffers got me geeking out. And on to the last bit. <laughs> and you guys know who I'm going to talk about. Lorna fucking Shore. They just released their album on Friday. I've been geeked out about this album since May, since I saw them live with Alicia. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I love this band. They're amazing live. Will seems like such a genuine human being. And then they just kept releasing single after fucking single. And I'm like, oh my God, like, are you guys becoming my favorite deathcore band of all time? Yes, you are. Because like, it's amazing. Like they released some singles like earlier in the summer. I was like, oh my God, like this band's incredible. And then to top it all off, they started, they released three more singles, but it's their final three songs on the album, which is a trilogy. It's Pain Remains 1, Pain Remains 2, Pain Remains 3. And then there's like a, what do you call it? Another title, like a, is it a subtitle? No, it's not a subtitle. It's like, I don't know. It's like Pain Remains 1, colon, and then Dancing Like Flames, Pain Remains 2, uh, colon, uh, after all I've done, I'll disappear. Some, something like that. And then pain remains three, uh, in a sea of fire. <laughs> it's like, and then of course, like it's telling a story in all of those three songs. And it's a sad fucking story. Like the, all, but all three of the music videos that were released, and then the last song is like ten minutes long. But um, what the the crazy thing about these videos that came out is like they made me fucking cry. Like they're sad fucking videos because like it's really it's it's about loss and how we deal with life after loss, and it's just like. It, it took me back to that place when I, you know, early 2020 and then just the, the mental games that were played with my head after that. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a rough life sucks, man. Life really does suck. But, you know, that's a, that's the, it's like bittersweet almost like, but we, but it's like when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's really, 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 really bad. We try to, we, we think there's more cons than pros to life. And I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know how to describe this fucking album. It's a story from beginning to end. And Lorna Shore have been just been, they've been cementing themselves as legends. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Like they are just so fucking good. Yeah. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Um, they're just so good. And they deserve every ounce of success coming their way because they are going to be a huge fucking band going forward. Um, I, I predicted the same thing with Bring Me the Horizon. I, I, I don't know if they'll ever be at Bring Me the Horizon's level because Bring Me the Horizon has basically become the new Linkin Park, which was crazy because back in 2008, I was like, yes, this band's going to be huge. This band's going to be so fucking massive. And... I didn't think they were going to be that massive because they were still a deathcore band at that time, 2008. Next thing you know, they're, they're fucking singing songs. They're fucking singing ballads, singing like Lincoln park style songs. I'm like, man, this isn't bring me the horizon, but whatever it took to get to their success. Like, cool. Like you, you guys deserve it. Okay. Like I'm not going to be one of those elite metal elitists. They'll be like, I hate every everything after, um, what was it called? Suicide season. Because no, I mean, they've made some bangers since, um, but back to Lauren shore, back to Lauren shore. They have just been, Oh, I, I don't know how else to put, put it. Like they are just insanely good, insanely good. You might, you might not like Deathcore, but I implore anybody. Like if you just want to give it a shot, just read the lyrics. Go read the Pain Remains lyrics, one, two, or three, and you'll be like, oh, my God. Like, this is t- this is like pulling heartstrings. Um, 
like the first pain remains the last 30 seconds of that 30 to seconds to a minute of that song like that that just eats at my free or not just like just tears my soul apart like hearing what will has to say then the music that follows is just like oh man like that is a that is a heartbreaking song and it's just I, i love it for its rawness too and the symphonies that that they bring in because it's it's symphonic deathcore to say the, like I don't know how else to describe it. It Lunar Shore is just full of symphony music and just straight up heavy banging music. It is just it's nuts. I don't know like, I don't know how else to describe it. You guys might get sick of me talking about Lunar Shore, but the thing is like they deserve being talked about by anybody and everybody. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm drying my throat out over here because I'm talking. I'm blowing Lauren ashore pretty much, but I I I think I'm gonna be seeing them in November. We have we Alicia bought tickets again before I don't know before deciding that she can't go, but I might be. I'm hoping to see them in a few weeks. I'm I'm really really hoping because. I really want to see what their headlining show would be like, because the last time I saw them, they were they were opening, not opening. They were like midway through this f- festival style of a metal show. They only got to perform for like thirty minutes, but boy, did that thirty minutes fly with the songs that they were singing. Uh, but yes, I implore you guys. I know I talk about them all the time on this show, but I can't help it. You know, I. I I'll try to. I'll make a promise to you guys. I'll, I'll and I'll try to stick to my promise, okay? But I will try to go a sh- the entire show next week without talking about Lorna Shore, okay? Capiche? Cool. Um, I just I, I can't help it. I love this band. I haven't felt this like obsessed with the band. <laughs> in a long time like Alicia says I was blowing Darko last week or a week or two ago um but I told her I was like I think I've been blowing Lorna Shore pretty much like for the last five six months yeah I don't know they just deserve it they're they're so fucking good they're so good all right now you know what time it is it's either you know I'm not gonna fuck it I'm not gonna talk sports there's really nothing to talk about football I, I am glad that Alabama lost. I didn't get to see the game, but I saw the ending, and I'm like, oh, seeing Alabama lose was like is incredible. And then seeing the Chiefs lose to the Bills just now about half hour, um, 20 minutes ago, whatever. Oh, that was incredible too. <clears throat> you know what? I'm going to finish the questions first, Angel, and then I'm going to try to get into your article. <laughs> or your articles because I didn't finish the questions last week because I mean I was like already over an hour and I'm like damn I still have like 20 questions left and then I have to get into this article that you sent good lord man good lord all right let's see here how do you oh did I even introduce Angel's Corner did I I don't know if I did or not uh Angel's Corner Angel Banuelos always sending me questions always sending me articles always sending me i don't know but the thing is he's doing what you guys don't have the balls to do ask me questions okay um (laughs) but no he sends me a bunch of questions he sends me ridiculous articles sometimes funny articles sometimes movie trailers sometimes i don't know just sends me random stuff because you guys don't have the balls to do it I've been trying, even whoever's listening in Germany, I think, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're, you're amazing. I don't know who you are, but somebody in Germany has been listening a lot. Not, not, not a lot, but they've listened to quite a few episodes and I thank you very, very much. Um, but you don't even ask me questions. Come on, come on now. Um, I don't know why I just went off on that person in Germany, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to anybody that listens to this show because 
it's really a nothing show and you could be doing something so much better with your time but you're listening to me cry about my personal life and you're here to listen to me answer questions from angel angel banuelos so <laughs> let's get into angel's corner all right how do you think you'd be different if you were raised in a different family well that just depends on the circumstances too is my family rich? Is my family poor? Is my Are my parents divorced? Do I have cool siblings? Am I an only child? Uh, do I have cool friends? Do I have idiot friends? Do I have... Uh, am I cuter? Am I... There's so many factors, dude. I don't know where to begin. Like, of course, I, I think... I think I'd be different in every way i might be like one of you normal normie normal people that listen to pop music and think that lady gaga is god's gift to music i don't know or what's his name harry styles i don't even know who the fuck he is i don't i haven't listened to a single song of his i might listen to him i i don't know there's a million things that can make me completely different than the person that I am today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't answer that in detail, Angel, but I think that was detailed enough. Like there, there's just so many different factors that can make me a completely different person than I, than who I am today. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm like coughing in your guys' ear. I'm really trying to put the microphone away and like cough the other way. But next question, what is the most important lesson you've learned this year? You know, I have this app on my phone called the motivation app and I didn't think it would do me any favors, but I think it's helped with my mental game because I've, I've, I've had so many inspirational quotes and just like, it's like, Oh, it made me like think about like, putting away everything in my past, forgiving everybody in my past, um, just letting go of a lot of things in the past and really just focus on today and the future because yet yesterday is gone. It's all done. Move forward. Like shit like that. Now let me let's see if I still have one saved. I do. I, yeah. I have one in my camera roll. Ooh, I, I like this one. In an era of stress and anxiety, when the present seems unstable and the future unlikely, the natural response is to retreat and withdraw from reality, taking recourse either in fantasies of the future or modified visions of a half-imagined past. And it's like that that really made me think a lot about um, how, like what happened in 2020, what happened in 2021, even what's happened this year with my stupid ex-wife. And, like, it, I don't know, just, it made me feel so much better. I, I can't describe how much better it made me feel. Like, just like, yeah, don't worry about the, these things. Like, um, just worry about who, the ones close to you now, including your son, your father, your girlfriend, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm talking about nothing right now. And you guys are probably like, okay, like, what does this have to do with that quote? I don't know. I'm just babbling. I'm a babbling idiot. This is more about you that you're still listening to me. <laughs> um, if you could change one decision you made when you were younger, what would it be and why? How young? Like, uh, are you talking about like when I was a young kid? Let's see here in different eras of my life. Uh, what's one thing, one decision you, I, the one decision I would have made as a kid, I would have probably been like, Hey man, put down the hot dogs because you're going to be fat one day if you keep eating that shit. Um, this a decision I would have made when, I was in my teens. Probably think about who you're going to lose your virginity to. And don't just 
take anything that's thrown your way. <laughs> All right. And in my 20s, the one decision I would have changed when I was in my 20s, don't get married. I would have uh, definitely second guessed that whole decision. But the thing is, I can't I can't uh, regret it because it's because of what I have today. And that is a kid, an amazing kid that would not be in my life at all. If, uh, if I didn't go through that with my ex-wife and I, if I didn't, if she wasn't as persistent as she was at the time and I have to be thankful for, to her for some things and that, and my son is definitely the biggest thing I could be thankful for. All right. <clears throat> have you ever been camping? Did you like it? Yes. I, I used to go camping when I was a kid. I did like it. I went camping in my adult years shortly after getting married and I hated it. <laughs> but the thing is it's, it's depending on the circumstances. I think I would like camping if I was just staying in a cabin and, you know, sleep in an actual bed because the one night we went camping, we were sleeping in a tent on the ground, uncomfortable. We still, I still had a bar of service. So it was like two in the morning and I had just decided to Netflix I don't know how I still had a bar of service. We were pretty deep out in the woods, but somehow I had a bar of service and we were like binging Netflix and watch, uh, watching intervention on Netflix. Is that Jill Biden? Fuck her. Get her off my screen on Sunday night football. She doesn't deserve to be there. She's an idiot. Her not as big of an idiot as her husband, but (laughs) yeah, get her off my screen. Um, yeah, I mean, I would probably like camping if, depending on the circumstances, like I have to be comfortable. You you just need comfort at my age. Okay. I can't doing camping, any of that shit. Yeah. It's yeah. (laughs) Shit. I'm trying to get this like. Um, congestion out of my chest. Oh yeah, Dak Prescott's not playing, and Cooper Rush is getting your job, boy. You better be careful, Dak. Cooper Rush is uh, on a winning streak with your Cowboys. All right, moving on. What is your Achilles heel? Your AKA your weak spot. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I could not tell you that. I can tell you like my weaknesses. I don't know if it's like a, if that would be considered Achilles heel, but like, I, like if this in an actual interview, like, you know how they ask you what your strengths and weaknesses are like, yeah, a weakness of mine. I definitely know. And I know you guys know for sure this uh, because you've listened to me for 80 some episodes my weakness, one of my biggest weaknesses is I second guess myself a lot with everything. Doing a podcast, doing stand-up comedy, uh, work, doing the right thing for my job, being a good father. I second guess myself on everything. And that is a that is a pretty bad thing. And I, I would it be considered my Achilles heel? Probably. You know what? I'll just say that. Uh, is there anything from the 1980s that you wish would come back? Um, good movies. Oh, I should have talked about this before. <laughs> I should have. You know what? I'm going to put the phone down. And I'm going to take a brief moment from... Angel's Corner to address something that I forgot to address before Angel's Corner. But I did watch Halloween Ends and I gotta watch it a couple more times to decide whether I like it or not. I liked it, but I hated it. Because my biggest gripe and the hardcore Halloween fans, I've already done some research on this. I just knew it. I was like, there wasn't enough Michael Myers on this fucking movie. Like, what the fuck? This wasn't a Halloween movie. 
definitely des- didn't deserve to be called the end. Like, why don't you just call it Halloween Kills Point Five? Because I don't know. It just it didn't feel like the right finale for me and for a good chunk of Halloween fans. I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. It really wasn't a bad movie by any means. It just didn't deserve to be called a Halloween movie. Because here we are thinking it was going to be this epic showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. And it turns out that fight was only like three minutes long. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but the ending did have a twist. I will say that. And somebody broke it down for me the other day, and it actually made me think, like, oh, that makes sense. That's actually a good way to look at this. There probably will be more Halloween movies down the road, but it'll just be different interpretations. Like how James Bond isn't, uh, like there's a new interpretation of James Bond every few years, or there's a different interpretation of Batman every few years. Like that's what Halloween is for the horror genre. And it made sense to me. I was like, oh, so maybe this won't be like the last we see of Michael Myers, but it'll be the last we see of this version of Michael Myers. So like, I don't know. It, it was it was a good movie. I, I will say it was a good movie. It just my biggest gripe is not enough Michael Myers. Like I said, the hardcore fans clocked in how how many minutes he's in this movie. Nine fucking minutes out of a nearly two hour movie. Michael Myers is in this movie for nine minutes. And you want to call this the end of Halloween? Go fuck yourself. Like, that just... Oh, man, I was so mad. I was mad about that. And certain things irritated me, too. Um, But I, I, I won't say I hate this movie. I'd actually have to just choose 2018's Halloween as the best out of the trilogy. And then Halloween ends, and then Halloween kills. Halloween kills is probably my least favorite, just because... It, it, it looked like it was supposed to be epic, and it just kind of was bland. Like, there were great kills in that movie. Great, great kills. But it was kind of frustrating, I, I will say. But um, there were some pretty awesome kills in Halloween Ends. One in particular involved a blowtorch, tor- and it wasn't as because it blurred away from it which sucked as i was like, it would be kind of cool to see the actual like what happens what when you use the blowtorch but they kind of like focused on a on the thing in the background and you could just see like a certain body part glowing and it was uh it was pretty pretty intense i will say um but yeah i'm going to have to watch halloween ends a few more times to really get a, a solid verdict on how I feel about it. But, yeah, I should have talked about that before Angel's Corner. I'm sorry, Angel. But back to your corner now. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens down the road. But, yes, I do wish good movies would come back because I feel like once the year 2000 happened, good movies were, like, very sp- uh, very rare. Very, very rare. I wanted to say sparse, but... I was gonna. I felt like I was gonna say it wrong. I was gonna say like sparse, 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 rare, whatever. It's rare. Um, um, what makes you feel nostalgic? Ooh, well, Halloween does. Um, because actually, I finally got my girlfriend to watch the OG Halloween the other night for the first time. She hates scary movies, but I told her I was like, "This isn't really a scary movie. It's more of a suspense." And I don't, I think she liked it. I think. I don't know. But what makes me feel nostalgic? Everything. Dude, I'm 36 years old now. I'm going to be 37 in a few months. Like, I, I always think back to, like, my high school days, my my childhood, even my 20s. Like, I think about, like, what I could have done better. Or, like... Well, like what I enjoyed back in these times, like I thought about my teens the other day and how much I loved corn. 
like the band corn, not the food, but like how much I absolutely loved that band. Like they were my Lorna Shore of the two thousands. <laughs> it, it was uh, way more intense though. I will say, and Terry can actually say this. Like I would have let corn gangbang me, but in my teens, I, I was such a sad teenager. Um, what impresses you? Loyalty really does. It really does. Um, because it feels like it's, it's non-existent anymore. And I'm not talking like, you know, be there every day for people, but like just being there mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever for anybody you absolutely love. And I mean, and not, I uh, like, I don't know how to describe it really, but loyalty is impressive to me. And, and I mean, you, when you see it, you, you know, it's not like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know how to describe it, but yes, loyalty is impressive to me. Um, what is your definition of being a man? Well, <clears throat> being a man, let's see here. I don't know. Like my 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 dad's version of a man, like we were talking about this the other night because I was talking about therapy. Like I don't I don't go to therapy, but I would love to go to therapy. And my dad is like the old school, like, why would you go to therapy? Like that's stupid. Talk to a stranger who's gonna judge you and it's like, no, dad, they really just give you kind of unbiased opinions of and really he's like, Yeah, but what it's like relive in your past i'm like no it's just seeing if your past is pertaining to who you are today and he's like yeah but i'd rather just not i'm like yeah that's cool but other people like an outlet and you know though like metal music is an outlet for me like i also would love to talk about how i'm feeling to somebody that i can like that i know is not is not going to judge me but and give me more of a give me an unbiased opinion and he's like yeah that's not for me but that that's his version um, my version of being a man is, you know, of course, knowing your way around tools, working on cars, like, and the thing is, I don't do that shit. I would love to do that shit, but I also don't mind like talking about how I'm feeling like this, this podcast is very therapeutic to me and I love doing it. Um, so, and it's, I can't afford therapy. So, and I trust that you guys aren't judging me, <laughs> but I don't know. Like being a man today to me is being vocal about, I don't know. It's a, it's a mixture of the traditional, being a traditional man, like knowing how to fish, knowing how to fucking, uh, knowing your way around, uh, tool with tools, knowing how to fix things. But I also think being a man is also like putting yourself out there. Like being, being brave in a, in a way like, like some people will have talked to me about my podcast and said like, Hey man, like you have the balls to do this. Like I don't have the balls to do this. And it actually makes me feel better. Like, I'm like, Oh, thanks. Like they're like, no, that's like, that's being brave because you're being you're putting you're being uh vulnerable you're you're putting yourself out there you're you're but you're not being so like i don't know sometimes i, I don't i i, I <laughs> tried to talk now um jesus I, I don't know where i was going with that but like i don't feel like i'm being brave but i guess um but no, like, yeah, being a man, really, in all honesty, aside from knowing how to do shit, knowing how to fix shit, uh, knowing how to, knowing how to cook, I think, you know, makes you a man, but all in all, it's, hmm, being a good father definitely makes you a good man too. Makes, makes, makes you a man. Um, shit. I don't know. There's a lot of things. Dude. I feel like I'm just babbling. I'm just talking nonsense. I'm sorry. I'm like torturing your guys' ears. Um, but yeah. 
it's uh it's hard to actually hit the nail on the head on what being a man is all about what's your least favorite thing about being a man uh having these ridiculous coughs that make me sound like i'm dying and i have like lung cancer um now the least my least favorite thing about being a man is that uh is the is the having the expectation like because no matter who you are we generalize everybody like i generalize i generalize a certain group of people and we also get generalized like and long story short is like men generalize women women generalize men and sometimes you know women from the pat like women will think because of their past that you're gonna that since you're a man and they were wronged by a certain man like you're gonna be just like this man or you're going to have certain qualities. And I and I've actually I feel like I've proven myself to a lot of people that I'm not like every fucking guy. And I don't know. It's I think that's I think that's actually the my late my least favorite thing about being a man. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh my motivation app just sent me a, a quote keep your love life private must have heard me talking on the podcast like dude shut the fuck up um <laughs> now um <laughs> i think yeah my least favorite thing about being a man is being generalized that i'm like every other man and the thing is no like we gotta quit the generalizations um but yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know what I'm talking about, I think. All right, just move. Let's move on. Jesus, am I talking into this thing right? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm not talking into this thing. Um, how many more questions? We got like five or six more. <clears throat> if you had a partner who gained a lot of weight, would you stay with them? Dude, that is a, um, my ex-wife, you see, she, she wasn't always who she is today. Like she's a, she's a twig today. She, when we were together was probably 200 pounds heavier. When we were married, probably five years into our relationship, she's like 200 pounds heavier than who she is today. So of course I would stay with them. Like then she got surgery and fucking divorced me and all that shit. But, um, she wasn't always that big though either because like she just, she, that, that weight was gained when we were together, when we were married, like she was a thicker girl, but definitely wasn't that thick. She put on the pounds when we were married. So, yeah, of course I would stay with them. Thing is, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would uh, get Vietnam flashbacks <laughs> if it happened again today. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would stay with them. I'm just, you know, being a retarded on here. Um, what do you think leads people to cheat in relationships? You know, my girlfriend and I, we've talked about this. And she knows about my past. I've I've been very open. And, and ever since my marriage ended, I've just been open. Like, if you want to know, I'll tell you. I'm not going to hide who I once was. Like, it's just, and if, and if you still want to put faith in me, I ask you that, I ask that you do, but I'll understand if you don't. Um, but, like, we've talked about this, my girlfriend, and she goes, you know, most in most cases, it's not the other person's fault for the person's cheating. It's something that's the the person that's cheating is something that they're battling internally. Like it's like a insecurity issue. It's like it could be the fact that like I couldn't actually have kids with my my ex wife. Like 
or it could have been like, I don't know, it could be like, it's just a, a number of things like that. It's mental. It's, it's fucking with your brain towards like, you're just, you're not meaning to hurt the one you love. You're just, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but she made a re- really, really good point. And I was just like, yeah, like, I don't know. So I don't think it's ever has anything to do with the person that's being cheated on. It's just insecure. You're like mental. Our brains are fucked up. We as human beings, our brains are just fucked. And we just take it out on the wrong people. Instead of just talking it out with a therapist or on a stupid podcast or we just we just we ended up taking it on the out on the wrong person and it's sad but i don't know yeah um if you were having relationship troubles would you ever go see a relationship counselor you know back when i was married i didn't want to and then of course when our marriage was ending i was suggesting it um but you know, I would I wouldn't mind anymore. Like, you know, I'm at this I'm at the age now. I think you just hit a certain age where you're f- you're fucks. You're 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 so close to zero fucks given about anything. You're priority there at this point. Honestly, I honestly don't care anymore about anything. I just want peace and civility, and I just want to be happy. And I want my partner or my, my, I hate saying partner. I want my girlfriend to be happy. So I want my son to be happy. I'll do anything just to get peace and happiness. If that means going and seeing a counselor, a therapist, a marriage therapist, or a relationship therapist, fine. I I just want peace. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't want a fucking headache. I don't want to think about taking a bath with a toaster because like here I'm my like my woman's driving me crazy or anything like that I just I just want peace I think that's what every man just wants is peace uh, what's one time when you had to compromise how did, how did that feel to you I compromise all the fucking time I can't tell you how many times I compromise I don't it's just because I want to make the other person happy and I will disregard my happiness just to make them happy. I'm like, you know what? Fine. Like let's meet in the middle or I'll just meet you on your side. I don't care. Like I said, I just want peace and happiness on the last question. I, I compromise anything and everything. Cause it's just, I'm, I'm that easy going of a person. Maybe I'm, maybe I am, what do you call it? A fucking, a pushover. I don't care. I just, I just want to be happy. <laughs> and my happiness is peace. Um, the only time I ever want to hear yelling is when Lorna Shore is screaming in my ears. <laughs> um, do you believe in karma? I do. Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, I don't know how to explain that, but I kind of believe in karma. Do you think bullies see themselves as bullies? No, I don't. I think there's a lot going on around them. Toward, like I said, they just take it out on the wrong person. And, like, maybe it's just a bad home life. Maybe they are not. They don't feel loved. It's an insecurity issue. Uh, and they just... They, their way of getting some sort of satisfaction is... Like, uh, almost like, almost like an inferiority complex, um, to where they just take it out on the nerd because they're smart. Uh, I mean, for the longest time I was a little scared. My kid was going to be a bully and I had to stop that in its tracks because I would just tell him like, Hey, I'm not raising no fucking bully. Like you are going to be nice to other kids. Otherwise I'm going to torture the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, like if you want to bully kids, get ready for round two with, with dad when you get home. Um, because I'll bully the fuck out of you and show you what it's like to be bullied. Um, 
because I was technically bullied in today's standards. I'm pretty sure I've gotten into that. <clears throat> um, you know what? Okay, I'm going to... Yes, we are on the last question. If I asked you, who are you? How would you answer? I'd be like, I'm Ernie. I want to be comic. I want to be podcaster. I want to be happy human being. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> I would ask, who are you? Or who's asking? Um, but you know what? I'm not going to... Angel, why did you have to send me all these fucking things? Um, I'm not going to read the... I'll read the articles. I won't read the material in the articles. Okay. Chess champ cheats, cheated a hundred times. Grandmaster, 19, accused of using anal beads to win, repeatedly broke the rules. How do you use anal beads in chess? I don't even know how to play chess. But, boy, what a, that's a gay way to win. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to think about that. Maybe, how about this, Angel? Send me, like, five to ten questions next week. I almost don't, I don't feel like answering this article stuff. Or talking about this article stuff because I have to read a lot of material. Send me about five to ten questions next week and I'll and I'll get into the article. I'll have a little bit more patience to read the article and give an in-depth analysis and we'll go from there, okay? Five to ten questions, that's all I ask. Not a million. Not not like twenty thousand, just five to ten. Just easy questions. And then I'll get into the the material that you sent me, the articles. <clears throat> I just, I don't know if I have the patience to talk about anal beads, anal beads chess for another 20, 30 minutes. So I'm going to end it there. Thank you, Angel Banuelos. Banuelos. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. I always appreciate the questions. I appreciate the articles. It's just... I don't have unlimited time on this podcast. I have to record, kind of edit, kind of uh, make up a synopsis, and get this distributed for the next morning. So I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go see my girlfriend. I'm going to try to watch this game, watch the Eagles, hopefully beat the Cowboys. If they beat the Cowboys, it would be so, so good. Um, but I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you guys have a good week. I hope I'm not sick. I hope uh, I hope I can uh, make it through this week without any headaches. And, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you guys have a good week. Have a good weekend. God bless you. Happy birthday to my boy. He's six years old. It's amazing. I cannot believe it. I'm going to get out of here. Take care. Love you guys. See you next week or talk to you next week. Bye.